0: It's strange if you think about it. There are old Roman buildings that have lasted for thousands of years, while our newer buildings seem to fall apart. How did the Romans manage to create such strong buildings, a lot of them with complicated designs too? Recent research has shown that the Romans used a type of concrete that has an extra layer of protection against the elements. It can even fix itself when it gets wet. This discovery not only explains why these buildings have lasted for thousands of years, but it can also help us make cement in a way that's more natural and resistant. A recent study shows that Romans used volcanic ash in their concrete mix to make it stronger, especially when it was near the ocean, where the air is naturally more humid and could naturally cause more damage. These days, we make concrete out of sand, rocks, water, and a special kind of cement called Portland cement. This cement itself is made by cooking limestone, clay, and other substances in very hot ovens that reach over 1400 degrees Fahrenheit. Sure, it creates a well-blended mixture, but it cracks easily, and sometimes it only lasts a few decades. There's one more interesting feature of this amazing Roman concrete. It has small white bits of calcium called lime clasts that stay inside the concrete and do not disappear over time. At first, it may not seem that attractive because it's not as smooth as the concrete we use today. And for many years, specialists used to think that having small pieces of lime in concrete was a bad thing because they thought it made buildings less resistant. But researchers found out that these tiny pieces actually helped the concrete fix itself. I wish I could fix myself that easily. They discovered that when the concrete got cracks, it seemed to magically fill them with a substance called calcium carbonate found in the lime clasts. The Romans made their concrete by mixing sand, volcanic ash, and burned limestone together and adding water. This is called hot mixing. When the water and lime mixed together, they have a chemical reaction that makes the mixture get very hot, up to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. This also causes those tiny pieces of lime to form. Now, this concrete can get cracks, and when water, rain, or seawater gets in, it makes the calcium in the concrete dissolve. The calcium then sticks to the cracks and makes them close up, kind of like a scab. Of course, researchers had to test this method, and they made concrete as the Romans did. Shortly after, they cracked it here and there. They placed the cracked concrete underwater, and after one to three weeks, the cracks were gone. Safe to say, this didn't happen with concrete made using modern methods. Now, the Romans didn't know the science behind making their concrete strong, but they found a good recipe by trying different things over a long time period. Ancient records show that they used this recipe to build strong structures, especially for ships, and continued to use it once they found it was successful. Now, not all Roman buildings made it to the 21st century in perfect condition. The Colosseum, for instance, one of the most famous Roman constructions in the world, used to be nearly twice as large as it is today. It sustained a lot of damage throughout the ages, reaching the form we've come to know today. Let's not forget, it's a pretty old building to begin with. Its construction started in the year 70 under Roman ruler Vespasian, who later started making motor scooters named after him. You know, Vespa? Nah, I made that up. Anyway, ever since it first opened, the Colosseum was home to a lot of activities and shows, featuring fearless gladiators and a large display of exotic animals, who got to mingle and did lunch together. Unfortunately, it all went downhill in 217 when a fire struck the upper parapets and much of the building's interiors. It took a whole century to finish up the repairs for the damages. Sadly, the initial shape of the Colosseum would be gone forever. A strong earthquake followed, and that didn't help either. This one took place in southern Italy in 443. At this point, a considerable portion of the Colosseum's outer ring was damaged. Soon enough, when locals encountered hardship, They had to rely on selling chunks of limestone from the ancient Colosseum to go by. Another earthquake came in 1349, which gave the Colosseum its most devastating blow. It's when the south side of the building collapsed completely. That's when it started to look more like the building we can see today in the Italian capital. It's not all bad, though. Some pieces of stone that were shaken off the Colosseum were used to rebuild other famous landmarks in Rome. So, if we think about it, The missing part of the Colosseum isn't missing at all. It's just been recycled all around the city. One building that features pieces of old stone Colosseum is called Palazzo Venezia, and it's a local museum. Now, speaking of weird buildings, you've probably seen this one, as it's one of the most photographed spots in the world. You can see online photos of people leaning on it or ones that make the building look like an ice cream scoop. This famous Italian landmark is called you tell me. Yep, the Tower of Pisa. And it looks like it's seconds away from collapsing to the ground. Now, should you ever want to visit, you'll need to head over to this Italian city with the same name, Pisa, near the Square of Miracles. Now, weirdly enough, this building is more famous for its awkward incline rather than for its history or purpose. Back in 1178, when the construction of the tower was still not completed, people realized that the building was starting to lean over, and that was before they had reached its third floor. They soon figured out it had nothing to do with the building plans or the materials they used. It was all happening because of the mushy and shifting soil which was beneath the construction. These days, we know that placing a building on top of soil made of clay, fine sand, and shells mm, isn't the best idea. But back then, people didn't know how to figure that out before building something. Now, fast forward some centuries, and it became clear that this 180 foot tower isn't just leaning. It is falling, and at a considerable rate, of about 8 hundredths of an inch per year. Well, that may not sound like a lot, but multiply that by hundreds of years, and well, just look at the pictures, and you'll understand. This leaning tower is more than 16 feet off its axis in the present day. So, how come it hasn't fallen over altogether? Well, because of physics, mostly. Its center of gravity continues to be located within the base of the structure, so it's pretty grounded. It's also been continuously watched over by local authorities to make sure they protect this unique building for as long as possible. The Pantheon is another great example of the way Romans understood architecture. It's also located in Rome and was initially built as a temple. The construction itself was made from concrete with different thicknesses and has an interesting shape too. Back in the day, Romans believed the earth was like a disc which was covered by a dome-shaped sky. So they modeled the pantheon sticking to this idea. Light comes into the temple through a hole in the dome, shining down on the floors and walls, showing the movement of the sun. It's also one of the best-preserved ancient Roman buildings. It's no wonder many other buildings have been made to look like it. In the U.S. alone, the U.S. Capitol, the Jefferson Memorial, and the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. are all said to be modeled after this ancient construction. The famous painter Michelangelo was so impressed by this building that he believed some unnatural force must have helped in its construction. The place where it stands is also very special because of the story behind it. Legend has it that the founder of Rome, Romulus, was lifted to the ancient Roman higher spirits on the wings of an eagle from this exact location. Apparently, it was a talon show. Get it? Talons? Eagles? Okay, gotta go.